Hour number two of Overtime, Fan Run Radio. It's all downhill from here. It's time to make some, some picks. Let's get our mind off of college basketball for a second. Let's go over to the land of the NBA, and we are going to give you our picks to score 20-plus tonight. It's going to be... Buddy, there's only one more game left. Yeah, there's only one game left. Pick who's going to score 20. Go. Uh, okay, so I LeBron can't. James not hard. Yeah, so we're just doing the Houston Rockets roasting Lakers. <laughs> That's all we're doing. Well, what a game to pick! Oh, all right, boy. we'll just go to let's we'll go to a p. Or everybody just makes one pick a piece. So let's just yeah, build the same yeah. game. Let's just build the same game. Yeah, been at just work all pick. day. I just assumed everything that started was going to start late, like it always does, and then I just realized what today is. All righty. Let's go over to the app. Let's go to this game, and let's build a same-game parlay. Uh, I knew who my pick's going to be. All righty. You can go whatever stat you want. Goodness. (laughs) Whatever stat you want, go right ahead. Y'all first. And Davis, go ahead. Shingoon, 10 plus rebounds. Nice. Thanks for taking mine. All righty. You can have that. I'm going to go LeBron James, 10 plus rebounds. I'll go I'll go LeBron, 20 plus. I'll go Jalen. that, Trump. I'll go Jalen Green, three plus threes. Well, there you go. Well, there goes our parlay. Yep. <laughs> um, gonna go. Uh, LeBron eight plus assist. Dennis Schroeder over one and a half threes. Um, Russell Westbrook over five assists. Jabari Smith over six and a half rebounds. Jabari Smith. That's a name I haven't heard in a while. Mm. Let's see. Oh, man. Are we, how many more are we doing? You got one more. Oh, gosh. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, let's go. Uh, God. Mm, Thomas Bryant. Uh, <laughs> six plus rebounds. All right. Dennis Schroeder. First made basket. Again, there goes the parlay. Right? <laughs> I'm doing that just to increase the odds. Yeah. I bet that's like plus a million odds. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. My bad. Didn't realize what game it was or what day it was. And that game's been going on all day as the Grizzlies are up by two right now. Getting close to halftime against the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, no defense is being played in this game. We're so bad. It is what it is, man. It is what it is. All righty, and we do have, technically it's Monday Night Football, last game of the wild card round tonight. The Buccaneers, the Cowboys, Tom Brady has never lost to the Cowboys in the playoffs. How do we think this one's going to go? Well, considering Tom Brady has the same number of wins as the Cowboys franchise in the playoffs, I'm going to take... Tom Brady to move to eight now. We got Davis. We got Davis. 
Yeah, I'm I'm uh I'm going with the Bucks tonight. I uh I, the cow the Cowboys are just, you know, they always choke in the playoffs and they play like garbage. Who they they lost to uh whoever they played the last game of the regular season and they played like absolute you know what? Washington Commanders, they lost twenty six to six. So um, yeah, I'm going with the Bucks tonight. To keep it simple, I'm not going against Brady. So, and Bucks. why would you? Yeah. And he is. Let's see here. I think four and two in six career wild card starts. Two and zero oh with the Buccaneers. Uh, Bryson, can you pull up FanDuel real quick? And we are going to go through some some uh, prop bets really quick on this. And I'm going to give you some stats. Jake, do you think the Bucks cover? I think they win. Well, I think obviously, they if they're yeah. not favored, Callum. Well, I mean, hey, just ask the question. Yeah. Can't, hit the, can't, can't get the mad at the messenger. Well, I mean, nah, I can't when it's a dumb question. The thing is, I think <laughs> the Buccaneers' money line is the play tonight, to be honest. I think it is, I mean, you don't go against Tom Brady, period, and then especially when he's never lost a, pl- a playoff game to Dallas. Um, never lost right a, now. I don't think he's ever lost a game. Seventy percent of the bets are on the Bucks to cover the two and a half. Well, that'll that'll probably hit. Okay, Bryson, you got those prop bets pulled up for me. Got them. All right, let's go to passing yards first. Tom Brady, what's the total at? Tom Brady over or under two seventy five and a half. Okay, so he is averaging two seventy six point one. The last five games. 253, 312, 281, 432, and 84. Dak Prescott, 244 and a half. He is averaging 238, his last five, 284, 256, 38 and a half. Averaging 41.8. His last five, 13, 44, 72, 28, and zero. Who's he got listed? Ezekiel Elliott or Tony Pollard? Zeke's at uh, 48 and a half. Tony Pollard's also at 48 and a half. They're both averaging well over that. Uh, The last five for Zeke, 62, 58, 55, 37, and 10. Tony Pollard, 42, 75, 19. Eh, and 19. About receiving yards. Gallup, 35 and a half. Dalton Schultz, 39 and a half. Noah Brown, 18 and a half. Pollard, 20 and a half. And then CD, 75 and a half. Mike Evans, 65 and a half. And Godwin, 65 and a half. So CD, his last five, 33, 126, 120, 152. Mike Evans, what did you say his total was at? 65 and a half. He's averaging 74.9. His last five, 44, 83, 29, and 207. So what's going to be the play here? I'm thinking, go over back to the FanDuel app, going to obviously take the Bucks money line. That one was pretty evident from the start. Anytime touchdown score, we're going to go with Mike Evans. Player passing yards, Tom Brady. I'm going to go under 275. 
Player rushing yards. Let's go with... Uh, let's go with Zeke. Under 48 and a half. And we got any more that we want to throw in this one? I actually like Chris Godwin anytime touchdown score also. Okay, that's a five leg. Everything that I just named, Davis helped me out with. $10 pays out $547.94. Get rich. Now, if you want to get rich, you go to crypto, man. <laughs> my stuff, you know, hey, my stuff's going to the moon right now. I had a good weekend. Just don't give you money to FTX. I never did. Good man. Which, by the way, that name is now completely off of what is now the Miami Dade Arena. Is that what they're calling it now? Yeah, that's right. Who wants the naming rights to that now? Uh, FanDuel should. Yeah, probably. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. Speaking of Man. sponsors, Kyle Busch going over to Richard Childress Racing is racking in sponsors when the excuse that Joe Gibbs Racing <laughs> gave was that they couldn't find sponsors. He's got a plenty of them. Cheddars, NetSpend. He's got a few more that are coming along with him. Man, you hate to see it. But Miami Dade Arena. Do you think another crypto company would try to pick it up, or do you think they would steer so far away from that they don't want anything to do with it? Nah, I, I think uh, the heat are safe from crypto investors anytime soon. Yeah, I don't. I don't see them going towards any of that. They're probably going to go like the safe route. I don't know why. I don't know why they just don't go back to the original name. What the American Airlines Arena? Yeah, yeah. I don't understand what was wrong with that. Well, yeah. have you seen the airline industry lately? Well, that was Southwest. I know that, but during COVID, they had a dramatic drop, which everyone did. Everything, did. everything did. Which is why I invested in Carnival at the time because it dropped down to seven bucks a share. I mean, during COVID, I we were down in Florida, like right after they sent us on the two week break. Um, the flight to get back was thirteen dollars. Thirteen dollars on Delta. Yep. There you go. If you can fly anywhere for $13 now, I want someone to send me that info right now. Matter of fact, I don't even know what the cheapest flight in America would be right now. Probably Spirit. Yeah, Spirit or uh, Allegiant. I'm not flying Spirit. Allegiant ain't bad. Uh, <laughs> Allegiant ain't that bad. Spirit will get you there eventually. Maybe. Yeah. No, I will not fly Spirit. I'll hop around on Allegiant, but I will not fly Spirit. I wouldn't say Allegiant is not bad, but it's not good. I've not, I've never had a bad experience with them, to be honest with you. <laughs> the only one I ever had a bad experience with was Continental Airlines. Oh man, I'll be steering clear of Allegiant unless I absolutely have to. <laughs> yep. Okay, okay, it's not as bad as like the time that Continental put me on a javelin and flung me from Knoxville to Newark, New Jersey, and had the worst takeoff and the worst landing I'd ever experienced in my life. Well, that's on you, man. Continental, I don't even know how it was still an airline. Yeah, I, I don't I know if it is. One. Keep in mind, this was roughly 12 years ago that this happened. Flying to Europe. My connecting flight was from Knoxville to Newark. Did you take Continental all the way through? It was a uh, whatever bottom tier they have. 
that flew us up to Newark, and then we got on the big 747 going over. Yeah. Where did we okay. land, Shannon? Yeah, that was not a yeah. good uh, trip for for me at all, as far as the airports are concerned. Yeah, that was also the trip where I got strip searched in Houston. Nice. Yeah, because I'm an idiot and checked that I had been in a cow pasture or something. And this dude comes up to me and he's like, so what you been doing in a cow field, little man? I was like, I was taking pictures of the highest point in Killarney, Ireland. He's like, all right, I need to take everything off except your underwear. And I just so happened to be wearing Santa Claus draws in the middle of July. So, nice. Yeah. Yeah, it was not a uh, not a good day. Not a good day. You ever had a bad air- airport experience? Anybody? I've been lucky. Uh, uh, I've had plenty, but uh, <laughs> I want to get into the specifics on air right now. Never mind. Matthew. I mean, Allegiant, you know, you lay your head down. You think you're <laughs> going from Memphis to L.A. You know, you lay your head down. You think you've been asleep for 20 minutes, and you still haven't left the runway when you woke up. I mean, that can happen yep. with anybody. That happened with me with Delta one time. Well, the thing with Allegiant is there's no, like, little TV in front of you, no charger, no food, not even a water. No, you just sitting there, uh, crammed in shoulder to shoulder. It's like uh, seats are hard. Your butt hurts after about 20 minutes of sitting in the chairs. It's uh, like you're sleeping on one of those desks, the little things you pull down. You're basically just laying your head on bricks at that point. Yep. Just like you used to do in school, man. Just lay your head down and go to sleep. Do you have to take anything to make yourself relax before you get on a plane? Absolutely not. No, I do not. I have to have at least three beers in me before I get on a plane. Those morning flights are not fun. Just uh, put your headphones in, scroll through TikTok, and then when you take off, just put some uh, Drake on or Lil Baby, whatever you listen to, and just close your eyes. That, That doesn't work for me, Davis. Hope for the best, I guess. I get antsy. I get really antsy. Like in the air or before the flight? All the above. Landing is the worst part. That javelin flight from Knoxville to Newark did it for me. Well. We just don't take a javelin. The one time we landed, I think it was Italy, we landed and we went straight back up instead of landing and just went, bam, just hit the ground. I went straight back up and then they said they had a problem with the landing gear and there was a uh, fire truck on the runway ready, so that was a, a little nerve-wracking. Oh, I but... would not want to be on that flight. I don't think anybody on that flight would want me to be on that flight either. And then there was turbulence one time uh, coming from delayed for 12 hours, stuck in the Dallas airport all day. Finally, just got was able to go to Little Rock and the turbulence was so bad that there was People crying on the plane. This lady grabbed my arm, thought she was going to die. And <laughs> then once we uh, landed and finally got in the terminal, I was just trying to go to the restroom. And uh, this the girl was still crying, like literally crying her eyes out. Like, hey, it's not that serious, man. We're fine. It's never that serious. Oh, it can get serious. It can get real serious real quick. Yep. Oh. Uh, that's a bit of a segue there. I didn't expect to be talking about Victor Bailey or uh, <laughs> bad airplane experiences today. Well, that's just the way she goes. That's why I don't show prep anymore. When I show prep, things just sound really robotic. When I don't can, show uh, prep, things are great. Rejects. 
What's that? How are the uh, How are the Louisville Cardinals doing? They still two and eighteen. They lost again. They're two and eighteen. Lost to UNC. Got destroyed by Puff Johnson the other day. <laughs> two and sixteen for the Louisville Cardinals. Still bad. Yep. Brandon Huntley Hatfield might be the only exception to that. Smokey the Dog Nation. He he didn't even he didn't put play. up a grand total of zeros across the board Saturday. <laughs> he doesn't even start for them anymore. He didn't play. Well, he can never learn a system. That's the thing. He can never learn a system. I'm thinking he must have gotten in trouble or something because Thursday he played 17 men's at Clemson and Saturday he played zero. Something must have happened. Well, he had high hopes of going to the NBA. He's a five-star coming out of high school. And now he is on his sixth team in six years. Woo. Culture of today, man. Handlers want everything. Yep. Well, I mean, that's thing is a lot of these guys are not making the decisions for themselves. It's other people making the decisions for them. And that's uh, it's not a good position for the kid, the school. It's not good for anybody involved. Because at the end of the day, either your handlers are going to look really, really smart or they're going to look really, really stupid. Most of the time, the handlers are getting a little extra bag for getting them there early or getting them to a different school. So, well, of course, that's how this so. all works, man. You you know this. Bryson knows this. I mean, the three of us have played basketball. Matthew, I'm pretty sure you play too. You see how this works. <laughs> well, I've been around. Kyle knows the ins and outs. He's not. I wouldn't exactly call him. Man. I wouldn't. I wouldn't call myself a basketball player, but I definitely know the ins and outs of the. Different scenes of college, AAU, and NBA basketball. Now, you're the rat. You're the one that's in the program <laughs> with a fake Twitter telling everybody what's going on. You're the rat is what you yep. are. I'm the guy that puts all the information out there. Oh, goodness. Stay with us. Overtime continues. More Fan Run Radio on the way. This winter, make sure... Here on Overtime, Fan Run Radio. As a lot of people already know, there was a shooting in Tuscaloosa over the weekend, and now I guess a former Alabama basketball player has been charged with capital murder as a result of it. Darius Miles, who had just been listed as out for the season, was involved in this, and my question is, how do you as an athlete, on one of the best basketball teams in America, get involved with something like this. If you have the future that you have ahead of you, why would you even think about getting involved in a situation like that? Man, I don't know. I've I don't know the full D. I haven't read the story yet, but I mean that's it's just so stupid. I, it's I really don't see a point. I think I heard it was like a. They're like they're at a bar or something on the strip, and you know arguments happen sometimes at the bars, and they apparently turn into a little shootout on the strip over there. And you know this wasn't even a guy that played. I mean, he like Jake just said, he was going to be out for the season anyway. But before that, he only averaged six minutes a game and only played in blowouts. So but he's a third-year guy. It's not like this was a freshman or anyone new to the program. So. Just looking at it from a basketball point of view, you got to wonder how does this impact them? Because you know it's 
that's got to be a little, uh, it's got to shake you up a little bit if your teammates charged for capital murder all of a sudden. So, well, man, you go from, well, this is a guy we see every day to now we're never going to see this guy again unless we go yep. visit him. Yeah. And it, like, I, I know they're probably having, they've probably met with the, as a team already multiple times and probably have multiple therapists there to talk about it. But that's just something that you don't get over in a, a day or a week's time. Like that's going to take a long time to get over. And I, I don't know, man, maybe it could just bring them together on the court more tightly, but I, I have my doubts. When I first read the story, I thought it was the, I didn't read it. It said former Alabama basketball player. I thought it was the NBA Darius Miles. And then I read a little bit further and figured out it was the Alabama guy. I don't really know where you go from here. If you're Alabama, I mean, you kind of can't just put it in the rearview mirror and say, let's move on. I mean, it's like David said, it's just something you don't really move on in a day or a week. So I don't know how this will, well, this will firstly like affect their play on the court, but also just off the court type stuff as well. well. Yeah, because, I mean, you know those guys are sitting there talking about it. It's not like they just don't talk about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, conversations are being had. We don't know what those conversations are, but we know that conversations are being had. I mean, that does kind of take a lot out of you. You know, you find out that somebody on the team has done something stupid, and I think, you know, at some point we can all attest to it. Like, you find out, you know, this person's been kicked off the team because they did this, or, you know, this person just quit the team. It kind of takes a lot out of you. It's like, wow, this guy's not going to be playing with us anymore. Jake, you, you might be able to answer. What makes it capital murder? I think that's just the way Alabama describes first-degree murder. I saw it was because he, he fired into a, a moving vehicle, or a vehicle oh, in general. Oh, jeez. So that classified as capital, which... Okay. Yeah, it says, uh, cap a person who intentionally or knowingly kills more than one individual during a single course of criminal conduct will be charged with capital murder. A person facing, facing capital murder charges may face the death penalty. Yikes. Wow. You go from being on one of the best basketball programs in America to that. Wow. Luckily, Tennessee's been able to avoid most of that. You know, we had the incident with Tyler Smith and the gun charges, and you had a couple more guys that were on the team in the car with him. And, you know, the only funny thing that happened there, obviously it's a bad situation, Brian Williams had his name on the bag of weed. And when the cop asked him if it was his, he said no. Even though his name was on the bag. Deny till you die, right? I I guess. (laughs) Brian Williams. Not a legend because of his on-the-court performance, but off the court, he is probably one of the funnier guys that we've ever had come through the program. Oh, yeah. Tennessee treasure when it comes to his stories. And I cannot repeat why he chose Tennessee. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I think everybody knows which story I'm yep. talking about. Yeah, he told me this story. Shout out to Duke Cruz. <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> I'm trying to think of other situations where, you know, guys have done this. The only one that really pops in my head is Aaron Hernandez. Yeah. Uh, there's yeah. a guy, Baylor, that was like 20 years ago. They murdered somebody. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, there's been plenty of uh, college basketball scandals to that degree. But, um, you know, the real, one that really sticks out is Aaron Hernandez. 
It's like you're making millions of dollars. Now, you want to talk about somebody that had absolutely no business being involved in something like that? It was Aaron Hernandez. The amount of money he made, the wife that he had. I think he had a wife and what, one kid? Yes. What, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing in a situation like that? He obviously, there's something wrong with his brain. I uh, Didn't he say he was, like, gay or something, but he, like, just can never come out and I was part of it? That was a um, – if you watch the Hernandez documentary, it actually talks about one of his high school teammates that swears up and down. It's like they had a relationship. Yeah, that was uh, – that documentary came out, like, right during, like, COVID when nothing was going on, I think. So that uh, – I mean, I, I don't know, man. It's a – that's a tough situation. I don't – that's the first. I, I literally read. I saw that on my phone. When did it come out? Saturday, and I thought that was like a like a ball sack sports or somebody tweeted that out about the capital murder. But when I found it was real, I was like, "Damn!" Speaking of tweets that are not real, Richard G. West is at it again. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! The amount of people that fell for this. It's kind of appalling. And what's even worse is the, these are verified sources that are going after him. So we're going to pull this tweet up. Uh, you talking about the one from three hours ago? I'm talking about the one that was posted saying that ESPN and Holly Rowe have filed charges against Kentucky coach John Calipari for his inappropriate touching of Rowe during the halftime interview at the Tennessee game today, a warrant has been issued by Knoxville Police Department <laughs> for his arrest. My mom fell for that one. That was, uh, I was like, that's Richard G. West, man. Anything you see from Richard G. West is not real. It is uh, all cap. The one from uh, three hours ago is pretty funny, but. I can't say that one on there. So the fact that I mean, and I'm going to pull this up. So, it got one million views. The, his tweet about Hollywood. <laughs> no, the video got one million views. The tweet itself has three point one million. Golly! I don't even know how you see that. Is that I, I just has one million. Uh, yeah, I guess that is the video. I don't know how you see who views it, but so it has forty two hundred and sixteen likes, five hundred and thirty six retweets, and nine hundred and thirty quotes. Yeah. Matt Jones is in the uh, comments, so go figure. Oh my goodness! The former weather director at a at a television station in Bowling Green, Kentucky, commented, "If it's egregious, why didn't the officer standing there arrest him then?" <laughs> Knoxville PD tweeted. So this first said, "Can you confirm this?" He literally grabbed her shoulders. Knoxville police says, no, that tweet is not accurate. accurate. This guy from uh, New Jersey, I guess he is. Uh, Mike Crispy has his own podcast, and he says, what a J-O-K-E in all caps. That was weird, though. Like, why was he like grabbing our shoulders like that? Like That's just like creepy. Uh, like, the, the thing is, we can't get on all of these – 
because there's so many of them. There's so many replies. But, <laughs> golly, this guy, uh, Steve Shields, says this will be her last job on TV, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> uh, these, these, these comments are hilarious. Can't really say most of them on air, but they're pretty funny. This person says, is their police department going to give that cop who was staring them down from from off to the left there, desk duty, for letting him touch her shoulders and then upper left arm. Hashtag, you gotta be bleeping kidding me. ESPN and Miss Rowe may get charged for wasting the judge's time. And, <laughs> goodness. This is bad. This is just, <laughs> Richard G. West, great job. You are a legend for that. We're gonna go back to the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. Someone wants to talk some basketball. We got Roger up next. What do you say, Rog? Oh, this much all. Not much all. Doing good now. How you? How y'all doing tonight? Doing pretty good, Rog. Oh, cool. Um, um, I just wanted to ask you first. I got some questions for y'all tonight. First of all, about basketball tonight. That's why. First of all, about the man game. I just want to ask you. Uh, <laughs> um, last about the game not tonight. But first, not tonight. The first one, but basketball. But game. Sorry, I just want to ask you, um, Jake. Um, do you think that that some people are saying that uh, I'm, I'm sure or not? Do you think that some people are saying Tennessee didn't bring the didn't uh, that the Kentucky wanted more than the that Tennessee didn't want Tennessee didn't want it as much more Kentucky? Is that true? That Jake, is that true? That Kentucky wanted more Tennessee? That that true? Or not true? I'm not. Everybody can. Roger, I think that I think that what happened, Rog, was you yeah. had Kentucky coming off of that loss to South Carolina and Oscar Sheebway you know, straight up went to the media and said, you know, yeah. these guys, essentially what he said was they don't have heart and they don't want to compete. And yeah. I think that kind of lit a fire under them. And then when Tennessee comes out, Roger, and you only shoot uh, three of 21 from three and Uros Plavsic is your leading scorer, then you got problems. And, you know, that proved true on Saturday, you know, because we could not find a bucket. We couldn't buy one, Roger. We couldn't have thrown a rock yeah. in the ocean if we were standing right next to it. Yeah. And and Jake, uh, uh, for the game started, everybody was saying Tennessee, Tennessee can win easily too. And look what happened, Jake. Get, get, a fan got to be careful with what, what they say. That they, they, they believe because that everybody. A fan I heard said that Tennessee can win by a lot, by a, lot a little bit, and but, but they didn't. The Kentucky came out play. Uh, uh, I thought everybody was surprised the way Kentucky came out effort. So um, do you think that? Uh, you know, so do you think Tennessee can learn? Do you think Tennessee can learn from what happened? And I know it's one game. It's one game too. I think it's just one game. Well, Raj, I think that I think that the biggest thing here is you know yeah. the players you know obviously they can learn from their mistakes, but something uh, there's something a little bit deeper here, Raj, and you know Rick Barnes is so accustomed to this defense heavy style of play that it kind of takes away from the offense, and you can remember the Bruce Pearl days when it was just fun to oh, watch yeah. because we knew yeah. that we're going to make you know at least. <laughs> I don't even know how many shots, Roger, but you knew we were going to put up at least 70 points. Uh, and that's just something that we're not seeing anymore. It's not necessarily a fun brand of basketball to watch. It's a defense-heavy style of play, and that's what Rick Barnes is going to do. You know, I just really get worried the closer we get to March because I don't know about you, Roger, but I'm kind of tired of those first-round exits, those second-round exits. You know, we need oh, to be yeah, making a too, push for too. the Elite Eight and the Final Four. That's the talent that oh, we yeah. have. And, you know, Roger, people say – 
you know, well, Tennessee's got a good enough team to make the Final Four, okay? You can have all those things. You can have the ability to do a lot of things in life, Raj, but until you actually go out and do those things, then it doesn't mean anything. All right, definitely, definitely. So, hopefully, hopefully this one game, hopefully it'll be all right. Hopefully, so we'll see what happens with that. But uh, I just want to ask you about the game tonight. Tonight, uh, the game tonight. Uh, I, 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 I just want to ask you: Are y'all interested? Y'all kind of y'all gonna watch the game tonight? Tonight? You talking about the Buccaneers and the Cowboys? Yeah, I'm gonna watch a little bit of it. I'm kind of intrigued to see what happens. And it's one of those things, you know. Tom Brady, he he's just good against Dallas, but. Right. Dallas is the favorite in this game. But the one thing that we know, Rod, you never go against Tom Brady. Kind of like we learned this uh, well, weekend, you never bet yeah. against Kentucky. Right. But, yeah, I'm kind of for uh, – I, I, hope I, hope I hope he loses. I mean, I, I, I like the Cowboys some too. So, I kind of like the Cowboys. You think the Cowboys can do it? You think, you think, they can, you think the Cowboys can, can, can beat – can win and beat the – can beat uh, Tom Brady? You think maybe can, can win tonight or he – how you see the game going tonight? Well, Rods, it's kind of like we just talked about. You know, they've got the talent to do it. They've got the ability to do it. Now they just have to go out and do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who are you pulling for? In uh, who are you who are you pulling for? Who are you for the game tonight? 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 Well, I kind of want the Cowboys to win it. To be honest with you, Rod. Yeah. You know, yeah. Something about those just classic Dallas uniforms that I love. Of course, yeah. they're wearing the blue tonight. Yeah. But I love a classic look on a uniform. That's just me. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. And uh, and who you uh, would you surprised by any? Uh, I don't know if you're watching any, any game or not. Would you surprised by any of the games that happened on the weekend uh, Sunday? Sorry, and Sunday, would you surprised by anything that uh, surprised by anything that, that happened? Who won? Who lost? Uh, Jake in the games and the game what? And if I was, I will say this, Roger. I was surprised that the yeah. Jaguars were able to come back the way oh, they yeah. did. That was incredible, and you know that speaks yeah. to how good of a tr- uh, quarterback Trevor Lawrence can be. Now, as far as everything else, I don't think anything really surprised me. To be honest with you, now I was surprised okay. that the Dolphins were able to keep it that close to the Bills, but you know, other than that, I mean, everything went just about the way that I thought it would. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was more surprised about Jacksonville coming back. I, I know it was twenty-seven to seven at halftime, and they came back and win. I can see, I can get, I can get to watch it, but uh, I heard that they came back and won. I was really surprised by that. I, 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 I really didn't pray for that. Uh, Jacksonville played better, I, I guess. I can see the game take half, but uh, but uh, do you think, do you think the Jacksonville can, uh, can, can? Uh, I was really surprised by that. What you surprised by that? They, they came back, play better. I was really surprised because, Roger, um, you know, there was a guy on um, Saturday. He had placed a bet when the game was 27 to nothing, and he placed a bet for $1.1 million. Wow. And, Roger, he bet on the Chargers to win that game. Roger, he lost $1.1 million. And the thing is, Roger, he wouldn't have come out making that much money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But now they've got a tough task ahead of them. <laughs> yeah. The you know this weekend they're playing uh, the Chiefs on Saturday. That's going to be that's going to be a true test. And you know Kansas City they're favored by eight and a half in that game already. So we're gonna we're gonna see what Trevor Lawrence is made of. Yeah, uh, uh, that's what I'm talking to. But that guy that bet that uh, has he has he has he, has he, has he bet 
Has he been on other games uh, before? And warning, has he has he won uh, for, for that night? But on that, I was curious. I'm not bet, sure, Rog. They uh, they didn't give his name yeah. out, and if I were him, okay. I would just go cuddle up in a blanket, and I wouldn't leave my house for about a week after that one. I'd be so embarrassed. Yeah, that one's pretty bad. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, so yeah, so I'd be curious to see what happens with that. Uh, and uh, do you, uh, <coughs> um, and uh, do you think it's one game? Uh, the man blue didn't think he didn't think it's uh, some people just, uh, kind of, I'm saying what, but uh, they think it's one, what happened is he losing to Kentucky, they think it's just one game, maybe it'll be okay, it'll be all right, it's one game, it's one game, it's one game, you know. It's, well, yeah, it's, I mean, that's right, the beauty of basketball, that's the beauty of basketball, Raj, is the fact that, you yeah. know, you can lose games and you can be fine, but, yeah. you know, the problem is, you know, you got to change the way that the game is played on your end. And if you don't make uh, adjustments, then the same things are going to keep happening. They're going to happen over and over and over again. And that's why I think yeah. a lot of people are getting upset. You know, yeah, we know that Rick Barnes can assemble a roster. We know that we can get the talent yeah. in here. The problem is using that talent and executing it to the best of their ability. That's the problem. And that's yeah. why a lot of people get oh, yeah. so upset. It's not that they want Rick Barnes fired or they can't stand Rick Barnes, you know, just because and they want something to complain about. I mean, there's a legitimate gripe there. Right. Uh, yeah. Did Jimmy uh, did Jimmy call the show this, uh, tonight? The uh, overtime. I didn't get to. I didn't hear the show. Did he call in? Jamie Philly called in in tonight. Philly called in in the first hour. Jamie's not called yet. I I figured I would get a call from Jamie today, and I'm not got one yet. Uh, I'm just curious about that. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, I hear you. All right. Well, I thought I have. Uh, I have uh, you. have a good night. Hey. You too, buddy. Night. You have a good one. Stay with us. Overtime continues. More Fan Run Radio on the way. Final segment of Overtime, Fan Run Radio. Oh, man. What a weekend. I wish it didn't end. You ever have those weekends where you can just relax? You have nothing to do. You don't leave your house. You don't want to go back to work. That is the kind of weekend that I had. Had a good one. Aside from the game. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I, uh... I was I wasn't even that upset about the game. I just kind of predicted that it would happen, so I was already just kind of, kind of like I, I already knew it was coming. So when it, when uh, we lost Saturday, I was just uh, you know it is what it is. But I still thought we would win the game. Even we got down six with about what like a minute and a half to go, two minutes. I was like, yeah, this is over. But when we had an opportunity, still as badly as we played to tie the game there at the end. And had Euros kicked it out to Ziegler in the corner for open three, I mean, who knows what happens. Yeah, Davis, uh, it ruined my Saturday. So there's a quarter of my – or a third of my weekend gone, long weekend gone. So. Hey, I did have some good pizza in Powell after the game. So life was good <laughs> after that. We're taking a trip, boys. A lot of family get-together with Kentucky fans, so. Oh, geez. Yeah. No, nice. Was- I mean, my, my weekend wasn't ruined, but, I mean, it is, it's just another weekend. So, 
just another weekend of disappointment and despair. Yep. Well, now that you put it that way. Oh, God. I mean, yeah. I guess you could say that. I mean, got on DMZ, Call of Duty, lost everything in my contraband stash. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it was not good. You know, just a weekend surrounded by gray clouds. Well, it, it didn't turn out too bad. Last night, I got a sniper, and I just camped in Xville and started pop, pop, pop. And then I'd go down and take everybody's good weapons, and then I'd Xville. I did like that video, uh, you know, we're the so-called Super Bowl for Kentucky fans, but an assistant coach is over there crying on the sidelines as the game ends. Like, get a grip, man. Uh, yeah, That's I saw that as well. Like, like, no. Get a, hold of your, get a hold of your emotions. You want to talk about a a situation where it's like, man, act like you've been there. I mean, I mean, seriously, act like you've been there. Did you know uh, Tyler Eulis is now, a, he's not even getting paid. He's just a volunteer assistant. Yes. For them now. Yes. He is? Yeah, Tyler Eulis was on the bench next to the guy. I don't even know the guy's name. And he is, uh, is a black guy with, like, glasses, and uh, he's bald. I don't know who he is. He must be new, but must be Kenny Payne's replacement. But, uh, yeah, I don't know why he was crying when uh, – I thought I thought that was our Super Bowl. It's like that, it's not a big game for them. That's what they tell us. Well, then why do they act like it's a big game? Why did they show exactly. up in numbers before this year? I think his name is Chin Coleman. That's it. That's it. Chin. Chin. First name is Chin. <laughs> oh god. Goodness. There was probably thirty Kentucky fans in TBA Saturday. Well, I, I can see. I'm glad you brought that up because that's something I meant to hit on earlier. We were talking about the fans and you know, how they weren't really into the game. That plays a huge part. That's what college basketball is all about. And we talk about it all the time, about how hard it is to win on the road in the SEC. And in college basketball, period, how hard it is to win on the road because of the environments that are created. And somebody went at Adam Hickman earlier on Twitter. And he was like, well, I stood up and cheered. I did my part. Don't say the fans didn't show up because I did my part. It's like, okay. You might have done your part, but guess what? Everybody around you didn't. You know, Uros might have done his part on offense, but guess what? Nobody around him did. Nobody did their part, and nobody did their part on defense. Let's call that like it is. You know, just because you do your part as a fan, you stand up and scream, that doesn't mean everybody else around you is. We're talking about everybody around you. That's the big thing, is when the people around you aren't doing the same thing you're doing, then you have problems. There is no reason as to why that play shouldn't have been loud on Saturday. Because watching on TV, and you hear it in the past, and you hear the arena get loud, and it's a great feeling. It's like, okay, this place is going to erupt, and then it erupts. You didn't get that on Saturday. It didn't seem like they were really into the game. It was like they were watching a movie instead of a basketball game. I saw a video of uh, this lady. She was on like the very first row, not on the floor, but after the two sets of the floor seats, and then there's that first row behind them. She had a dog in her lap with a dog bed. And I'm like, how, like, you're bringing First a, of all, a how do you dog. get a dog into the arena? Yeah, a how dog! How do you get a dog into the arena, first of all? And second of all, those type of people need to just stay home with the dog in their lap and watch the game on TV. Why are you bringing a dog? Yeah. Uh, 
I don't know. And then somebody on the drive earlier said that someone told him to sit down at the game. Like, we need to get rid of these Karens and just okay. tell you to sit down at a game. Okay, now, those people need to be slapped. Nobody ever tells me to sit down. They've tried. Do you think I sat down? No. Because what do you do when you're at a football game, a basketball game, baseball game, hockey, whatever it is? You're standing. You're going to cheer on your team. If you want to sit down, sit your ass at the house. Go find your recliner. Go crack open a cold beer or some wine, whatever you want to do. But if you want to sit your ass down, you go sit your ass at the house. Pretty sure me and Davis got told to sit down. I don't know which game it was. I don't know. I don't uh, know. South, no, Pittsburgh last year. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Pittsburgh last year. Some guy told us to sit down. <laughs> nah, man. I'm not. No. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Maybe if he got his old ass out of his chair, we could have won that game. Yeah, not sitting down for coach behind us. There, daddy, you need to sit down. I can't watch the game if you're standing up. You need to sit down. Uh, so it's, it's those old people that bring, like, the, uh, the, the big-ass, like, chairbacks and the... You know, the big-ass headphones, too. And the binoculars. Like <laughs> they're going to the NASCAR race. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, they have like the like it looks like a, a headset that like a pilot wears when they go through like eight G's of force. Oh, Bryson, it's like they're going to Daytona, man. That's right. <laughs> uh, I'd say, back, you don't need headphones at Daytona. You do need them in Bristol. And like when you're going crazy over a touchdown, then you're sitting there like uh, never seen. They're mad. Yeah, oh, yeah. Daddy, we just got a touchdown. Gavin, we show any emotion around here in the UT football game? Yeah, aside from uh, Lofton's standing ovation, which was well-deserved, I remember that entire arena standing up twice, and it was in the last three minutes. I said on Twitter, it literally felt like I was in a cracker barrel, and I don't think that could be any more accurate. It was... Heaven forbid (laughs) we get any home field advantage. (laughs) A cracker barrel. Old Cracker Barrel, man. I'm mean, <laughs> yeah. Cracker Barrel. How long? Those grilled tenderloins ain't no joke, though. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you right now, maybe the Cracker Barrel would have been louder than, than Thompson Boyle Arena. My goodness. Well, if we had any demographics for people that are <laughs> people that are sitting down at basketball games, we don't have it anymore. Or- uh, Don't have to worry about making them mad anymore. The Cracker Barrel demographics and uh, TBA Saturday, I imagine, were about the same. Yeah, spot on. Yep. I don't even know where to take the show from there. So what we're going to do is we're going to end it. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm going to stand up for this one just out of spite. Let me stand up here moving the mic. <laughs> That's going to do it for us. Thank you, Davis. Thank you. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you. Thank you, Bryson. Thank you. Something else coming up next here on WKGN. Tune in tomorrow for 3 and Out right here on Fan Run Radio.